in a week, I had like 2,000 followers and <laughs> emails are blowing up left and right. What was your first post? I mean, I feel like that must have been My first good. post would have been uh, Mechanicsville Rescue Squad 2. I did a nice blue oh, yeah, two. I know the truck. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Welcome to the 2448. I am Sam. I'm here with Danny from Box Alarm Grills. I'm so glad to have you here with us. No, thank you guys show. for the opportunity. Yeah. Excellent. So today we're just going to be chatting about your business, Box Alarm Grills. And um, I want to hear kind of about how it started, the background, where you're going, that sort of stuff. And uh, I figure yeah. let's kick it off with just <laughs> the down and dirt. Give me where you come from. Yeah. Uh, so uh, out of West Grove, PA, born and raised. Uh, third generation in the fire service so my life has definitely evolved around the firehouse and going to the station with my dad then uh you know when so I, you're a fireman now yep yep still active uh, i got uh september i hit 20 years in with west grove fire company and uh you know i couldn't couldn't be more proud you know 22 is in my blood like i said and uh my dad was uh involved back in the 70s he bought the first uh custom pumper that they could afford they had like two nickels he said to rub together and, and <laughs> that was awesome. about it but he was soliciting to get the money and you know now it's like we look at it and he uh, he was like a backbone of how we're, where we are today as a fire but, department yeah he got the money for us locked in with the townships and and the municipal funding so that's cool. we're doing really well so what do you guys actually do just like assume i know nothing about your business okay so we did uh metal grill numbers that's just how i started off just to give a little bit of company pride to you guys uh yeah. so the front end of the fire truck is usually just a big chrome grill <laughs> coming down the street you don't yeah. know what it is so here if you have three or four trucks that are the same make but you don't have any way to visualize like, hey, this is engine one making the block or engine oh, two yeah. is a commander. That way there they could see this coming down the street. Oh, engine two. OK, good. They're going to be my first in engine and they're going to make a hit or whatever. Do whatever they have to do. So you guys make like primarily <laughs> identify like numbers that bolt to the grills. And that sort of stuff. That's it. Yeah. So we figured it out. And after talking with uh, Craig, who helped me out a lot, uh, you know, I, I owe him a lot. He really did get me uh, get me going and build it. And he said, okay, we can do this, and this is how we're going to do it. So then I would, with my CAD background from college, I drew everything in CAD that, like, hey, this guy wanted a custom number cut. Yeah. So I would draw that out in CAD, and I could send him the file, and that way there he could water jet it or CNC machine, whichever one was open. Oh, yeah. And he would help me out with that. And mm -hmm. then once I got established and going, then we started to get some product, get a little bit of inventory going, and then – you know, we haven't turned back. That's awesome. Yeah. Bring me back to the early days. What was one of your first, like, how did you come up with, you know, the idea for putting a number on a grill and kind of giving that unique deal? That's it. I, I would just say that, like, looking at a neighboring department that had it, I was like, these guys here, they're proud of their company number. And that's it. You know, that brands you. You know, yeah. hey, I'm from 22. Hey, I'm from Station 18, Station 1, whatever. Yeah. And you look at it like, FDNY rigs had it, like the Blue 3 on uh, Rescue 3. That's yeah. iconic. Everybody knows about Rescue 3 and FDNY. How did those guys build those originally? Yeah, How, yeah they work? all did them out of cutting out of plywood and stuff. You know, some were definitely a little little rattier <laughs> than others. But, yeah, yeah with our, our uh, operation is aluminum, a reflective vinyl, or we can do custom, you know, American flag. I'm always about that. Uh, Companies in Maryland, they love the Maryland flag. Oh, I mean, yeah. How can you not? <laughs> we got a lot of friends in Maryland. Yes, yeah. the Maryland flag is definitely a predominant thing, and so oh, yeah, yeah. We, we've been doing that. And so, when you started, you were in the fire station, just volunteering on the side, and then um, working your land surveyor job. Mm -hmm. What kind of precipitated the first, like, from hey, I'm gonna do this as a project to like maybe I'm gonna turn this into a business? 
Uh, I would say when I probably got my first big department-wide order. So that way there, I wasn't licensed. I was just, you know, like I said, I would just charge time and material plus 30 bucks so I could buy a case of beer at the end of the week. <laughs> yeah. That's how we would do it. And uh, then I figured I got a department-wide. I was like, well, how am I supposed to do that with, like, taxes? You know, if I make over five ninety-nine, I get taxed. Oh, yeah. I don't have, like, Uncle Sam coming in and, like, confiscating my house or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was uneducated on that business aspect, so then I was like, "But I'm I'm losing money now because I just did a department wide. I only charge them six hundred, but it cost me nine hundred to make." I was like, "I can't, yeah, I can't survive like that." How did people hear about you? Like, what what was it like to go from like, "Hey, this is just my thing," to like, "Hey, I'm actually going to do this." So I would say uh, my buddy Ray Fuller, he was the one that told me to put it on social media, and social oh, yeah. media is such a powerful tool even today. But I mean, you know, eight years ago. I don't, you know, social media was still figuring it out on the business aspect. And now you can do so much stuff by branding yourself, selling products. He was like, hey, put it on social media and just see what happens. Yeah. In a week, I had like 2,000 followers <laughs> and emails were blowing up left and right. What was your first post? I mean, I feel like that must have been My first good. post would have been uh, Mechanicsville Rescue Squad 2. I did a nice blue oh, yeah, 2. I know the truck. <laughs> yeah. Did a nice blue 2 for them. And then I followed up with uh, my buddy Ray. He was fire chief of uh, Boothwind. And so he wanted 40s for his whole truck. And then the departments all throughout the Mid-Atlantic area started to come after me and be like, hey, we want them, we want them, can we get this, that? Yeah. And then that's when I was like, hey, Craig, we need to, like, ramp up because I'm getting a lot of emails and a lot of orders. Yeah. And I need to get a lot of production going. What was the first couple of orders like? I mean, were you, were you making early ones by hand? Yeah, everything was by hand. So I would go after uh, after work, I would go, and we would, like, use a saw, and we would cut <laughs> – we just sit down there and cut metal all day yeah. or evening, and then we would put the vinyl on by hand. And then finally got booted up to where now we have graphics guys that can handle doing all the funky stuff. I mean, I'm only a graphical to extent, and then after that, it's outside <laughs> yeah. of my realm. Like, I'll hand yeah. it off to the professionals. Yeah. Uh, and now with, you know, the CNC machine and still doing CAD work and stuff, it makes it easier. Yeah, so tell me a little bit sure. about that. So in your normal, like in your um – Land surveying job. Are you, are you, what do you actually do in that role? Like, how does that tie together? So, uh, you know, say somebody wants to lay out a road or something like that. So they need to know how to put out a road. So then we'll end up going down, staking out the center line of road. So that one there will come from a CAD file, upload it, and then we would calculate, you know, the side slopes, how the road's supposed to percent, if you're going into a curve, left, right. Are you doing kind of that engineering work? Are you doing the measurement, or what's your role in that? M measurement, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're doing the measurements, turning angles and uh, shooting distances. That's how, we, that's uh, how yeah. we operate. You know, the engineers, they draw it on the piece of paper. We're putting it into the field. That's awesome. That. And so does that translate over to um – the, you know, the metal work for a yeah I would say that helped me out because I know the computer programming and how to operate that and then um, the business aspect part of like trying to worry about hey I got a lawyer I have an accountant <laughs> now yeah uh, that kind of stuff there that was like all secondhand knowledge where I would just ask questions to business owners like how did you do this and you know what was some good advice folks gave you early on I would say like Johnny Manfredi, he, uh, he told me he was, uh, they have a cold storage facility and he was like, Hey, he's like, one day I was just sitting at the office and the phone rang and here it is, Jaquita bananas. And they were like, Hey, I got six tractor trailer loads. I need to get to a cooler box. Can you do it? He was like, I'll do it. And he yeah. answered the phone personally. You know what I mean? When you say he would say Manfredi. So when anybody calls box on grills, I'm answering it. So, you know, the buck starts right with me and you know, we build a relationship right from that first That's call. Awesome. Obviously, your business is really tied to the fire industry. 
girls for fire trucks. I mean, you're not putting them on personal vehicles. Mm -hmm. But how much of your maybe fire service history in your family kind of helped you think about business from the perspective of like doing the job or how do they relate to each other aside from the fact that it's actually on the front of a, you know, on a grill and a fire truck? Um, to do the job, I would just say that, you know, being around the firehouse and getting that culture and understanding the tradition. And, you know, when you said, Hey, I'm from 22, everybody knew that was West Grove. So yeah, I would say that, you know, building, on top of what that tradition was, that's what I think gave me the drive to make it and make it better Yeah, and, and do a good job with what we were doing. What was it like growing up in the firehouse? In the firehouse? I mean, it was fun. You'd sit down there, you know, guys would be Boston Chops, you know, that's, it's the University <laughs> of Boston Balls, that's, that's a firehouse. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't know, it was family. Yeah. You know, that's it. You know, we would always, if somebody was having a party, everybody from the firehouse came to that party yeah. and stuff like that. And, you know, we just... The brotherhood is definitely alive. Yeah. And your dad, so your dad, was he the first fireman in your family? Or how no, my was grandfather go? was back in the uh, 30s and 40s and 50s. He got out. And then my dad got in 70s. And then I got in as soon as I could, September of 2002. What was kind of the early catalyst? Why did you decide that fire service was the track for you? Well, I remember as a kid, we'd always had the scanner playing in the background. <laughs> that was that was part of the house. And to this day, I still yep. still play on the scanner. <laughs> I get awesome. yelled at. Like, so she'll good. be talking, and I'll be like, shh, tones are dropping. I hear the box coming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, awesome. uh, and then I wake up, and I'm like, why are you like, I heard tones on the scanner. I'm like, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I do. The scanner plays all nonstop, uh, and then also just going down to the firehouse and remembering my dad, like getting up in the middle of the night and going down to the firehouse, and then I'd like sit in the window because uh, in our two story house we could watch them come up the street oh, nice. from the fire station, and so you know I always would like that, and then I'd go listen to the scanner all night. That's cool. So, do you do you still actively get to participate at the fire station? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I, the stats just came out. Uh, just uh, I'm at like 22 percent, I think, for uh, for the runs for the year. So, I mean, I give it all I can. Nice. That's, That's a, cool. Yeah. What is it about the fire service culture that seems to breed business friendliness? I and mean, I think about so many people we've had on the show and people that I know in the space that work in the fire service and then also they start a side gig or they work full time in whatever their family business is and they kind of volunteer in the fire service. Mm -hmm. But I wonder, like, why do you think they're so closely related? I would just say the way that we have something common. We're all human and we're out here to help each other. Like, we don't want to see anybody fail. We don't want to see anybody get hurt. We're here to help each other. And I think when you go to them trade shows, which I really have been amping that up, which yeah. has helped out, um, and just talk and shop with guys. Yeah. And it's like, Okay, we found something common. Now we can start to try to get them in on our business. Hey, this is what we're doing. You know, we're not doing this just for fun and games. Like, we're actually doing this to, like, give you guys a little bit of pride. And we're also trying to do something that's functionality. So, like, the battalion chief, hey, uh, here comes Engine 4 down the street. We're good. Okay? Yeah. You know, like, they, they, he can identify it. Yeah. What was it like, you know, you mentioned trade shows. Have you been to any yet? Have you kind of kicked around going to some for the first time? Or what's your layout there? 2019 was my first trade show out of FDIC. Got it to work out, um, and yeah, it was it was a lot of moving parts, more than I could handle. Yeah, and uh, you know, with just starting out, uh, April of 2019 too is when I released my mud flap, so I made sure I had it in time for that. And 
that got a little bit of attraction, but I guess probably where I was in the Lucas Oil Stadium, way back in the corner. Oh, yeah. They didn't get too much foot traffic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? Know. So now They're I still proud of that space. I'm sure they didn't charge you like it was in the corner. But they, yeah. I figured it out now, you know, yeah. where you got to be and, oh, and, yeah. and seeing how the traffic flows out there. So uh, I do that. But then I also um, been doing Virginia Beach a lot. The local oh, yeah. shows and stuff like that, it's pretty fun there because – you know, if you get in front of the chief and the people that can spend the money and they understand, you know, this is what I'm trying to do, and, you know, then yeah. you have a better connection. How did you learn kind of the like the the go of what it's like to be in the business side of a trade show or with customers? Or did it come naturally or how did you kind of get into that? I mean, business, yeah. I mean, I love – I could just talk to anybody, you know, and, and, and you know, we've, once we find that common ground, it, there's no stopping me, you know. <laughs> I'll just talk about anything. And uh, I would say, like I said, Craig uh, – Pfeiffer, he's the one that like put me into a business mindset. What's he do? Uh, he's the fabricator. Oh, so okay. that's all he does. So just, he helps you actually make the. Yeah, yeah. He's strictly, strictly a metal guy, fabrication. And I mean, any fabricator out there, they are a special breed. How they can take something and just visualize it and make it in metal. And yeah. I, I, my mind's blown when I go and see the cool <laughs> projects that they do. But yeah, he taught me the business aspect of how. I need to keep so much in inventory. How do oh, I yeah. mark up? How do I run my cost sheets and stuff like that? So beforehand, I was just typing in Excel. I would have, oh, I went to Lowe's for $20. Yeah. And stuff like that. So I was like. Just for your, like for your business books. Yeah. So I wasn't even like tracking like, hey, that $20 though was for this project. So oh, I wasn't yeah. like linking that together. And then I could find out my profit loss, you know, a little easier. But I didn't know. Yeah. You know? So then once I figured that out with using QuickBooks and stuff. And understanding how the business aspect went, you know, Craig was like, he helped me review it. He helped me, he helped me get it going really well. Because he's been in business for 40 some years. So yeah, he knows the ins and outs and that's who I would look up to. That's awesome. I feel like mentors are super important, like in in any business. And anything, anything that we do, if you have a mentor and, and, you know, you get to pick their brain and, and if they're willing to teach, just, just ride the coattail, ride it. Has there been anything that really surprised you as you started going that just, you wouldn't have expected? Uh, yeah, I really didn't think I'd be still sitting in business today. Really? Yeah. Tell I really me about didn't. that. I, I would have thought like this year it'd have been a little hot thing, you know, it'd have blown up maybe two, three years and then yeah. it'd have faded out and I'd be like, all right, I'm, I had enough time to go move on to the next one. But, <laughs> uh, I just found the momentum and the drive and, and the orders keep coming in. And once we got on the internet, that brings like a whole new aspect of the game. Yeah. So that puts your product out a lot further. So I would say that. You know, once I went on the internet and got the development of the mud flaps, uh, you know, their functionality. Yeah. Then. So how do you balance the personal versus like, so you, you work a full-time job, fire, mm-hmm. fire service is a full-time job, and then you do this sort of thing. How do you balance that? And then deal with personal life? Yeah. yeah and then have a personal life. Uh, I don't know. You know, I, if guys that know me, they know that I'm a hundred miles an hour. Yeah. I'm not slowing down. I'm full <laughs> throttle from the time I wake up to the time I fall asleep. I, I'm, I'm on the go all the time. So I think that's what really gives me. But I mean, in the end, you know, uh, Victoria, she's always, uh, stayed beside me and supported me throughout that's you know, awesome. on that. So yeah. you got to give her, her time back. That's good. What do you guys do kind of in your, like to enrich your personal life in addition to your business and to your fire service? Like, how do you keep all that up? How? I would say that we uh, we have a good foundation. So we both, like, enjoy, like, watching baseball, Phillies games we go to. Um, the beach is our getaway from getaway. That's where we just tone everything out and, uh, you know, get the recharge that we need. Uh, and then – but, I mean, 
Sundays, we usually try to make it for the family time and, you know, seeing her parents or my parents. Oh, yeah. Um, that's uh, that's something we try to keep. We're really fortunate to have a lot of really good friends that also help a lot with the business. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, hey, guys, uh, let's come over and we can all assemble mud flaps and then we'll drink beer after. And I was <laughs> like, all right, so great, we'll be over. That's so, awesome. Yeah. We have a lot of, Dan has a lot of really great friends that help. A ton. So then you're spending time with your friends and you work on your business. So everyone wins. That's awesome. Are they all firemen or just old pals? Yeah, they're all firemen. Yeah, yeah. They're, I'll, I'll draw them out of the firehouse and, and bring them up and, and we'll get a grind in one night. Like I told them, I already sent the text message out. Like, hey, Thursday, I'll be back home. I need you guys. <laughs> That's awesome. And they're like, all right, we'll be there. So, uh, yeah, Thursday's going to be real busy. And, uh, and then Friday we got a Phillies game. World, you know, trying to get into the World Series, which would be great. And That's then awesome. uh, Sunday is the Eagles Sunday night game. So we're make that. Too. So it'll be <laughs> it's going to be busy. That's for sure. But we have fun. And and like I said, you know, as Victoria said, the uh, the friendships that I have built, you know, from battalion chiefs to that I could call up the deputy chief of Palm Beach Gardens. I, I feel like I know him personally now. You That's know what awesome. I mean? And, uh, you know, I just always try to stay in contact with them and, and help people out. But, yeah, the friends that I've built through the business and that support me, you know, it's, it's worth a million dollars. That's awesome. Can you tell me a little bit about your growth, like what it's been like to go from the very first order, mm-hmm. like one set of numbers, to however many you're building today? I mean, what's, what's that growth process felt like? And what have you learned kind of during that, that I've, phase? I've doubled every year. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, it's hard to wrap my head around it right now because, you know, it's just slammed with everything. But, I mean, I still try to keep it as homey feeling and family-oriented possible. You know, um, I remember my first order. I'd ask my dad. I was like, hey, I need $500. I was like, I don't have it. I just didn't have it because I just What did you spend it on? <clears throat> I had to buy – equipment you know saws stuff like that drills yeah. uh had to buy the metal had to buy vinyl like i had to get myself started up and no get, way. get going so i asked him for 500 dollars. he wrote the check for me and i took that 500 and i turned it around to bigger figures this year that's awesome have you did you, did you pay him back oh i definitely paid him <laughs> back yeah, yeah i told him i was like i'll take care of you i was like what's the interest rates now oh, yeah. i was like i'll give you 500 cash yeah. and he was good and he was like ah, that's all right bud my but, mom let me i was the one say it's five something for a snowplow years and years and years ago yeah. and i finally paid her back. it took like 10 years i finally paid her back she's like jeez it was really fun i was like ah you know ah, i still yeah. think it's fair yeah, it. what's fair is fair i like to keep my money in my pocket too but it's yeah. hard to give away <laughs> that's awesome yeah, so I want to know a little bit about kind of what your fire service training and career was like. You know, it's not necessarily business, but mm-hmm. that's obviously what gives your business all of its character is it's that fire service culture personified on the rigs. Tell me about your experience in the fire service. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm, I'm on the job, you know, just like anybody else volunteer, you know, it's, it's uh, bred in my family, I would think. And uh, so what, 16, we got to join. Then you go take off and you get through your academy, get your fire one and keep on moving and then get your burns through. And uh, today, you know, I still continue my training as much as I can, you know. Yeah. So uh, I would say that, you know, you remember your first call, you remember your worst fires, you know, it's it's a different breed of life. And, uh, you know, some people just don't understand it, but I mean. At the end of the day, it's the most rewarding job there is. Yeah. You know, you help somebody on their worst day. And, you know, you don't get many thanks, but, you know, deep down inside, they're thankful. Yeah. Are the guys that you work with and guys and gals, Mm -hmm. does that make that career 
more unique than, you know, like other stuff that you could do? I mean, for, versus land surveying, like are, are the people the same type of people or is there something different about it? Nah, yeah, we're all different cut, you know, we're all yeah. a little crazy in the head, you know? <laughs> yeah. We don't, uh, we definitely don't uh, grow up, you know, we still like big trucks and sounding loud and stuff like that. <laughs> still act like three-year-olds out there with the hose sometimes. But uh, outside of that, though, it is a different, different culture, that's for sure. And, uh, but it's, it's worth it, and, and I would hope anybody that's looking to do something extra, they volunteer and just try it out yeah. to see if it's for you. Are there many other business people at your fire station? Uh, yeah, there, I mean, we have a wide range. We have people that are township managers. We have people that work for state. We have people that are electricians that you know work Monday through Friday. Truck drivers. You know, we yeah. have a we have a definitely a wide array of people that come. You know, my wife, she's a nurse, so she does the EMS side of things, and. I don't. I stay off the boo boo wagon <laughs> That's awesome. as much as possible. What's your role at the fire station today? Uh, yeah, so I'm just a black hat, uh, ride in the back, ride up front, drive, do whatever, do whatever's needed. You know, if uh, trucks need to get out, we'll make sure we get them out. That's, That's awesome. it. Yeah. Is the fire same. service business similar to the business, of, like to running any business? I mean, because I feel like you got expenses, you got people, you got all the stuff. I yeah, mean, yeah. You have the budgeting and, you know, and trying to make sure that you're covering all your T's and you have the insurance and the lawyers and the policies and everything like that. So yeah, it's similar, but I mean, a little bit different, I would think. I mean, I am just a strictly LLC. Uh, I don't put in the employee stuff. Like I just take care of my employees on their side. Like, Hey, if they need something, you know, I'll go out and buy them a new TV or something, whatever, you know, just to help them out, you yeah. know, cause that's what they're doing to me is helping me out. Yeah. So, uh, I try to treat them with the utmost respect and give them as much as I can. Yeah. What was it like to, to kind of recruit your first buddy to help you in, in your, just like, Hey man, I got this thing I'm doing. Like you want to come hang out? Well, my first here? one was my wife, you know what I mean? I, <laughs> it's always important. I'm like, I hope you didn't get your nails done this week. Cause, uh, we got to get some, we got to get some building going on. And, uh, so yeah, after I got her, then, uh, my buddy Jack was next in and he's a carpenter. So I was like, Hey, I need you to build boxes for me so I can start shipping out product. Cause oh, I just yeah. don't have the time to do it. And, uh, so then he helped me out. Then the guys were like, Hey, we'll give you a hand too. And then, uh, next thing you know, now everybody wants to come to trade shows with me and stuff. And That's they cool. just like to talk to people and, and just to hear their story too. You know, like yeah. we went out to firehouse expo this past week or last week and talked to some guys from washington state and i was like man you guys do like you know the west coast tactics so much different than us east coast guys i was like so we just got talking about that and understanding their culture and it's definitely you know we all enjoy that kind of engagement yeah do you find that like when you're at a trade show and you're talking like you you talk shop fire service yeah I am. how do you do you flip into a, hey, now I actually got to sell something to pay for this trade show booth? Or are you just talking fire service and sales happen naturally? Yeah, I think it's more natural than anything. And they're, uh, they come up and they're like, hey, yeah, we've been trying to get our chief. You know, we have this cool little number that we put on the patch and we want to get that on the front. I'm like, you know, I'll do it for you. You just send me the file and I'll make it happen. Yeah. And they're like, well, we got to talk to the chief and this, you know how <laughs> that is. It's like talking to an act of Congress. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it's mostly natural, and, you know, you have out the products and stuff like that. It's uh, like the Palm Beach one that I just put up was our newest uh, feature that we came out because the motor engineers were like, oh, you're now you're restricting the airflow. Oh, yeah. That's so, an interesting challenge to have to kind of work around. So I was like, hmm, how can we do this? Because, like, they were only allowing a 7-inch high number. So I was like, man, it's, like, so small. <laughs> how big is the normal one? Uh, 16 inches is the overall height. Oh, so it's like half almost. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, I was like, that's way too small. So I was like, but I'll do it. I was like, but I got to figure out something else. So then that's when we went for expandable metal and we put the outline to it and oh, interesting. and custom paint it and stuff like that. It just 
popped. Yeah. And so that got definitely a lot of uh, traction at the trade show. And uh, I think it's going to be a good thing. I mean, that's the way that we outbeat the – got to outsmart the engineer. Oh, yeah. So how did that – tell me about that story. I just feel like there's got to be something to it. So when, when did you get a phone call one day that says, like, hey, man, you can't use these anymore? Or? Yeah, yeah, because I saw on, uh, on the social media feed, you know, guys were upset about it because they saw, like, why are they coming out so small from the factory now? And, you know, then I investigated and they're like, hey, you know, the motor companies are, are suggesting, you know, you only can go this high. Okay, no problem. You know, you got to follow, you got to play, play by the rules. Yeah. So then I was like, hmm, I was like, what about if we use this mesh stuff? And then I put this outline to it and I could still make it reflective and I could paint it to any color you want. Man, that's like a win-win if you ask me. And so we can go as blow big. right through it or something. Yeah. I was like, the, the win uh, you know, you just can't miss a beat now. And so I just expanded the metal yeah. and that way their air can still pass through. That's you awesome. have a half inch border around it and that's it. You know, I'm not restricting that. If you add it up like a whole number seven, how many square inches? Yeah. I'm definitely underneath that. Have you had other things in business where you started that were like, like, what the hell? I just want to make a number. And now you're telling me I don't make enough airflow. Like, now you got to be an airflow engineer. Have you had other stuff that's, like, you've had to design around or that's been difficult trying to Yeah, uh, Yeah, out? Now with, like, the rescue engines are becoming a more popular uh, thing. So now you have hitches and the wiring harnesses underneath the truck. So now i got to notch out mud flaps. i got to build custom uh, fabrications for mounting hardware and stuff like that. So that's definitely a brain teaser right there, trying to figure it all out because, you know, it at the end of the day, I haven't seen every fire truck. You yeah. know, I, I haven't seen a 1995 <laughs> ALF, you know, ladder truck or whatever, yeah. you know, so I don't know what's going to work, what's not. How do you normally go about laying your rigs out? Is your primary customer a new truck manufacturer or is it an end user or who buys from you normally? Nothing. Uh, it started out, Seagrave was the first one. Um, the guys at Thoroughfare, they got me started and that was going through a new truck. So April of 19, like I said, I did six months of research and development for my mud flaps and... Next thing you know, it sat and sat and sat. And I remember my mom would text me like once a week, sell any mud flaps, sell any mud flaps. <laughs> so and I don't, like, and like, yeah. pardon my ignorance, tell me about these. I don't know what these mud flaps are. Is it just like a truck mud flap? Or is yeah, yeah, like- it's a it's a truck mud flap, but it goes entirely across the rear. So Oh, that's you that does this. Yes, oh, yes, sick. Yes. So like with the cut station name and all yeah, stuff? Yeah, whatever oh, you want to put on there. Sick. The Black okay. Widow seems to be popular yeah, now all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah. So, you that's know. All, like Maryland's got those things on every truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I thought it was just a mid-Atlantic thing, but now I'm like selling down to Texas, to Skeeter uh, guys. I didn't know you were doing those things. That's sick. Yeah, so uh, it definitely has gained the traction, but I mean, it it is function because it is literally protecting all that road dirt and grime because yeah. it comes up and it gets into a vacuum system basically. And what is your business end on an engine? It's where your hose is That's off the true. rear. So that way there, you're protecting that and, and, you know, reducing all that road grime getting up in your nozzles oh, and the hose. How, how did you come up with that idea? I mean, I feel like that so, it's cool. I mean, I, I've yeah. always thought it was a great piece of real estate, but like, what did you come <laughs> I, up with? Uh, I saw it on one truck and I was like, wow, I was like, that is pretty cool. I was like, how can I do it? And, uh, you know, I sat down six months, we got through R and D figuring it out, beating them up. And then, uh, finally got a good product and I liked it. And then I was like, okay, let's make it a little bit better though. We yeah. got to give that one more percent. Yeah. And, uh, so we did, and now we change out a new product and you know, the version two mud flap, I think is it's top notch. What was the process like of learning? Like, because like, I feel like you gotta learn the brackets, you gotta learn how to cut the rep. Like, what was that like? How'd you learn that? Uh, I just went to, uh, an, a company that did like, uh, East coast printing and they would print, you know, like Tito's vodka, like all their signage and banners oh, yeah. and stuff like that. So I was like, man, you guys have like the high dollar, like they're very 
if you look at a Tito's logo, it's pretty detailed. Yeah. I was like, so how detailed can you do it? And when I give you a sheet of rubber, can we do it? No way. So they started printing on that and we got into a little bit of issues because when we went to uh three eight, so we want a little bit thicker. I did. I was like, I just want a little bit beef. I'm going to beef it up. Yeah. And then we had issues there. So we had to take a step back, revamp, you know, regroup our ideas. And then we figured out a newer way. And then, you know, now it's what I'm turning out. How do you go about kind of like, I mean, there's not like a 1-800 mud flaps. You can call me like, hey, how do I make this whatever? Like, how do you go about actually? Well, it's it's like pretty standard. I mean, uh, you know, I know what Pierce runs and how they operate. Like I, their mounting underside is pretty much the same. E1's the same. Seagrade's the same. But it's uh, those companies that have like the rescue engine style. Then they have the winches all each oh, side. Yeah. So you got all that wiring for that. So that's the stuff that I need to go and visit. So I'm getting ready to go up to Long Island in two weeks because these guys have a ladder truck. And I'm like. Yeah, I was like, I definitely need to learn this thing. So yeah. then that way there. And then I have everything that I do is all on hand notes. Oh, so really? I sketch everything out and then I write underneath there. Here you go. This was this truck. This yeah. is the year. This is the make model and stuff like that. So then that way there I'm building myself kind up. Library stuff. And that way there I can just be like, oh, okay. I know yeah. exactly what I need to do when you call up and you're saying, hey, I'm from Virginia and this is the truck I have and this is what we want to do. Looking your and I and stuff. I go in that piece of paper and I find it. And I'm finally getting organized. You know, thanks again to my wife. She got me a whiteboard now, <laughs> nice, so I can like, I, I keep things organized. <laughs> That's good. That's the good. whiteboard is definitely the most powerful tool. That's awesome. <clears throat> What's it like working with the truck builders? If someone's ordering a new truck, I mean, are you getting calls from like the OEM manufacturers and their engineers, and they're giving you like, hey, I want this or that, or how does that work? Yeah, that was. Uh, I definitely worked dealer direct too you know also from the dealers and then yeah um like i said my first month flap sale was with seagrave and i remember that phone call i still have the voicemail to the day when paul ritt called me oh yeah <laughs> and he and he asked me he's like uh you know we have a client here who wants to build a mud flap so i was like mm. i was like okay how are we going to do it then but they uh i told him exactly what i wanted to do i had a nearby seagrave that i could go over and i measured it and i looked at it and i was like okay this is what i need you guys to do is give me these measurements and i will make I'll make the rest go away. That's you know, awesome. I'll ship it out, and you guys just bolt it on, and everybody's happy. So that's what we did, and you know, uh, never turn back. And they have never, uh, never, uh, you know, said anything bad about me at all. So <laughs> I, I guess I'm doing something right. What did it feel like to get that first phone call from a truck manufacturer? Uh, nervous. Yeah, I was very nervous, and uh, you know, because now you're dealing with purchase order agreements. Oh yeah, you're dealing with uh, their lawyers <laughs> and how they want their payments and stuff like that. You know, here it is; it's just me, little rinky dink Dan, and trying to make it in the big world. And like, I'm putting all this money out, you know, and then yeah. I got to wait another thirty days on top of it. So it's like, how did you figure sweating. out like what to t- like when someone calls, "Hey, I want this," and th- you know, in the fire truck world, because we're in it. Like, we mm-hmm. know there's there's the game that everybody plays. There's terms. There's all this stuff. How did – without someone telling you, like, oh, this is what to expect, how did you figure that out? Uh, pretty much thrown to the wolves, and I didn't know. <laughs> and uh, that's when I was like, hey, I need to just sit down with my lawyer and, and explain to me. You got to talk to me. Like, this language here is – it's foreign to me because I don't deal with that in this land surveying world or in the firehouse world. Like, when the pagerge goes off, just I'm go. just going down to the call, and I'm going to answer, you know – whatever the incident is, but this lawyer talking stuff, like, yeah, I need you to help me out. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. What about accounting and that sort of stuff? I mean, like, you know. Accounting, I was how, actually how fortunate. My mom was in the banking industry, so, you know, I, I still did everything by check. And that, uh, I know that ticks off my wife, 
more than anything, she's all about paperless and uh, you know, yeah. doing it. But uh, yeah, I did everything by check, and that way there, I could I felt like I knew exactly where my money was going to, yeah. and I wasn't losing track. I don't like giving my information out over the World Wide Web and somebody hacking me and stuff. So yeah, uh, the accounting part happened with my mom. She helped me out big time, and then uh, we got into an accounting firm that she was friends with, and so uh, Karen has definitely helped me out on the accounting aspect of it and making sure I'm still on the right path you know she always sometimes has to reel me back yeah <laughs> i want to go back to the mud flaps and like your original product was numbers mm-hmm. and then you added mud flaps as a piece of tech what was it that kind of like piqued your interest or why why did you think let's add this to the product portfolio and make that decision because you know? i got the front of the truck and now i had the rear of the truck so that's what you're seeing you're seeing us coming and you're seeing us going that's how that's how we look at it and uh it was another way that you can do a custom flair to it. You know, yeah, some people can graphic a truck all up, but yeah. when you do it across a eight-foot-wide banner on the back end, you can put out a lot of graphics on there. So that's what I did. What do people normally put on these things? Mostly what their unit type is, if it's an engine, a rescue, or something like that. Some people put a little bit of sayings, you know. Um, I got one getting ready to come out, like high-quality H2O. It's going to go in a tanker. <laughs> nice. So, in uh, Maryland? No, nah, no, nah, that's a PA company. Uh, uh, really? I, was gonna say, I think I know some guys in Maryland that would love that. That's awesome. Yeah, so I got that one coming out. And then uh, what else? The Black Widow seems like that's a really uh, neat one because everybody's uh, like blacks, like the new cool thing. Oh, yeah. Blackout trucks are this. Black yeah. mirrors, black everything. everything. And, uh, you know, I'm the chrome. I like chrome. That's yeah. me. You know, that, that, that's how, yeah, that's how I started it out. And, you know, you're the same way too. Like you have white lights now. Yeah. And oh, now yeah. you have black lights. I've, I'm, so it's really funny. When we started, we had lights that were black. And the black lights were like, yeah, these are the brightest or the baddest. Like, that's exactly what you mean. People are like, yeah, but my old truck has white lights on them. I'm like, I don't give a shit what your old truck has on it. You're working in the dark. So, yeah, just go with this. And they're like, so we retooled the whole business when we started to be able to paint lights white. Okay. And then now, 10 years later or 12 years later, whatever the number is. Black's away. Now black's like, black is back. Everyone's like, oh, no, no, I want to go back. I'm like, dude, you guys have no idea how expensive it was to try and learn how to make white lights just for you guys. (laughs) Because you wouldn't buy. Now you actually want want black. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I just try to go for black. Yeah. That's how it is. Where are your customers around the country? I mean, have have you shipped out far away as well? Yeah, I've done like Maine. I think I did some grill numbers out in uh, Washington State. I haven't done uh, anything else. I think California, but Texas is the furthest west I've gone with both products. That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I don't do the trade shows out that way too, but because I, I really don't know that area and stuff, so I'd have to do a lot more research. But at the end of the day, I just don't have the time. Yeah. It's definitely a time uh, time sensitive objects here. We're trying to deal with a personal, you know. I mean, I'm glad we don't have any kids just yet, but <laughs> one day then then that'll that'll definitely throw a monkey wrench into the whole operation. Oh yeah. What's your kind of momentum builder and what's your growth strategy right now? What are you doing to, to keep on keeping on? Uh, I would say that uh, the social media. That's where it is. I don't advertise on any of the uh, big platforms, you know, because everybody doesn't. You know, everybody gets data different today, you know, yeah. like I still the chief that is 50 years old, he still probably reads the magazine, but the chief that's 30 years old, he's checking it <laughs> on his cell phone. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I haven't really figured that out. And so I just do it by social media and trying to just put out the product. Here you go. This is what we built. This is what we did. And then, 
you know, hopefully them young kids go and they get it, you know, turned up in the firehouse and like, hey, chief, you know, can we do this? Can we do this and stuff? And What sort of messages do you get or comments do you get all the time on your channels? Uh, that's it. They just comment other people on there like, hey, you know, like one guy will do it and then I'll just tag a bunch of friends and be like, you know, this is what we need and needs to say this. Or, um, you know, guys just drop me a line like, hey, we really like this. Can you put a 22 instead of a 19 in the middle of it? Sure, I can do whatever you guys want, you know. Yeah. Like we're total custom things, you know. I mean – that's it. You build a fire truck today. It's custom built to yeah, it starts your off needs. Blank piece of paper. Yeah. Yeah. Your needs. So that's how the mud flap's going to be. It's going to be off to your needs because you're going to be investing into 20 years of it. How do you design that stuff? Or how do you do? You have to find a graphic designer or find someone. Yeah, to yeah, play graphic out? designer to handle all that stuff. Like I said, you know, I only can go so big <laughs> in 2D, yeah. and then I'm I'm lost. But uh, yeah, we have a graphic designer that handles all the all that stuff. That's awesome. So yeah. tell me about some of your most. Uh, most impactful like customer tr trucks or like have you have you done stuff where you've seen them on the news yet or you've yeah seen yeah like when uh i sent up a fdny one and like at the bottom of my grill numbers i say like the last thing is go to a job because that's <laughs> it you know we're box alarm grills and so i want uh, you're ready for the box alarm to hit and uh i remember i sent up uh, fdny ladder 16 it was and the guy uh, put them on that morning and that afternoon they were headed to a job their first in and yeah it was on the news and stuff like that and he sent me the caption of it and I was like <laughs> I told you I said you're gonna go to a job you know that's how I do it that's so cool. uh yeah I would say that's cool um my wife she loves the Boston 50 <laughs> that's her that's her favorite Scott because it's like it's, you know a specific flag to that little section of Boston that yeah. they protect and so uh that was cool my favorite is the Lady Warren 5 first ever custom cut number i did and uh it turned out pretty sweet and i really like it i mean it's the green with a uh, gold outline so it's a little irish and you know i have irish in my uh background that's cool <laughs> i feel like there's a lot of art and a lot of like kind of you have to know the story of the fire department in order to be able to put together exactly what they want because it's not just a number i mean there's like mm. there's so much more to it yeah, the uh, red and white seems to be the popular thing. You know, everybody has red fire trucks. You know, at West Grove, we run yellow fire trucks. So, you know, everybody has their own little niche and things. Yeah. So, Have you run or, or worked with a customer who's run a particularly impactful call where having that fire service brotherhood, like the stories make it back to you and your business? Even if it's just, a, hey, you know, you hear something at a trade show or you hear whatever. But, I mean, everyone's got impactful calls. But I guess what I'm actually getting at is like, how has this business allowed you to reach further in the industry and share those stories amongst the other firefighters that, are, you know, whatever those stories may be? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that is it. You know, once you talk to uh, another guy and you or female and you get to understand them and what they've been through and stuff, then that way there you can relate. And I would say that I've definitely have understood, you know, by taking classes and stuff at the different expos because I always try to do that. I always try to get into classes when I get an expo and then you hear their people. And then like after the end, it's like, I go up to them and be like, you know, I had the same call and this is exactly what we did. And so I would say that, yeah, that built, you know, built me up because, you know, you try to think alike and, you know, we're all here, you know, for the same purpose of life and property to protect. So, yeah, no, that's cool, man. Well, how's business today? Tell me about kind of what you're doing now. What's your day to day look like? And, uh, Day-to-day -day is uh, pull my hair out first thing in the morning, uh, figuring out all the emails and stuff like that. But uh, business is really well. I'm very thankful. You know, I think I hit it at the right time yeah. is, is what it comes down to. And, uh, Are you growing now? Uh, growing now, yes. <laughs> growing now. If I could have three of me, I would be much better off, but I only have one. And When's the first hire? When's that going to occur? 
Uh, I'm not sure yet. I mean, I'm, I, I'm one foot in and one foot out of doing this full time. I have been uh, really debating it and stuff like that, but it's, uh, it's a big step, you know, because, yeah. like, I don't know, is it going to last? I can't shake the ball and look at the future and be like, oh, you're good for another 40 years. But uh, I'm, I'm on that line now, and like I said, with m- my parents being retired, that is a huge help to me. And yeah. uh, with my guys that are close by, like the weekends or when we crank it out the hardest, you know. And I don't know, when did you get out? You know, when did you, like, make that first <laughs> blue? You know what I mean? It's a, it's a risk that you take, but, I mean – you try and you got to drive the business to, to, you know, be self-sufficient. So I always invest back into the business, trying to make it better. Um, currently trying to do like, uh, the backlighting and the grill numbers and stuff like that. That's I, like I know some guys in the lighting world. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and hands. you guys have the colors and stuff. Everybody likes colorful stuff. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm just more of a plain guy, but, uh, you know, that industry is driving me to develop something. So, that's what I got to do. I got to sit down and think. That's interesting. I'm curious about, you know, I was telling Chelsea earlier that the, and at Hi-Viz, I started this business in 2010 or 11. I mean, that's 12 years ago now. And then before that, I had a different business and a different business. So I can't mm-hmm. really remember, like, the like the first launching phase of, like, all right, I got to step out of – I never had a real job. I mean, the only real job I ever had was, like, giving grandma's hugs 2 o'clock <laughs> in the morning on an ambulance. And so that first step, like, I can't even picture what it's like to be evaluating that decision. I'm curious, like, what has to be true for the business to be the right next play for you versus surveying and doing all the other stuff that you're doing today? Like, what, what is it that would make it, like, hell yeah, I'm going? You know, I go to work happy every day and I come home happy every day. So, I mean, that to me is worth, worth the weight in gold there. You know, if, you know, if I lose a little bit of money, it's, it is what it is, you know. But I'm happy at the end of the day. Like, yeah, there's been some stressful times when you have – 20 customers that expect it all by the end of the month. Yeah. And can I make that happen? I don't know. Yeah. So, but I mean, I tell people like, Hey, it's just me and my wife. And, you know, we're just trying to get things started. Like, you know, you got to give us a little bit of time and most people work with you. And, uh, but yeah, I remember that first call though, from uh, a company that wanted a department wide fleet. And I just was like, wow, like this could be this could be the one this yeah. could make it happen and you know it was in a busy mid-atlantic area and it uh it took off and i haven't turned back and um you know like you i i opened a business not to go out of business like <laughs> i want to stay in business i want to continue i yeah. enjoy what i do you know it, this, this is fun even just talking about it you know i think this is uh this is awesome just to talk about your story and you know the way you guys are exposing it is just the uh, Superb. I really hey, enjoy it. We're so glad to be able to tell the story and to be able to work with other firefighters around the country to hear their stories and tell stories. And I think it's interesting to hear about, you know, just going out and doing it because so many people get hung up on like, oh, I got to start and get my paperwork in line. I got to do all. It's like, you got to make the first set of numbers. And I think that's, you know, what I hear is like, man, I had this idea. I did it. People liked it, did it again. You sort the other stuff out on the back end. Like, okay, yeah, I got to do the the LLC shit. Okay, I guess I'll figure out how to do that. But day one is like, just, I'm make just building. The, make, yeah, just it, building. That's all numbers. I want to do. I just want to put my hands to work. And, you know, that was it. And and as I went and you mold yourself into how to become a business operator and how to run it. But, I mean, I know the business inside and out. Yeah. And now I'm in that stage now. Like, my wife can handle all production. Yeah. And, oh, she, really? can, and she can build <laughs> the boxes and stuff like That's that. Awesome. Like, she likes power tools. So I'll let great. her go, let her go to that. Uh, now I just got to get her into the admin side of things and oh, dealing yeah. with the quotes because, you know, 
they're like, oh, we wanted to say this instead of that. And I'm like, well, you know, you guys just told me you wanted to say this. So I did what you said. And yeah. then it's like, you know, you go back and forth and it's like, when I'm sitting behind the computer guys, that's when I'm losing my time. That's when I'm losing my money. Like, yeah, I need you guys to be right on spot on and, and we'll make it happen. Just, you know, come with a good game plan. Is that kind of the processization of business that you think maybe would occur as you begin to, to continue to get more and more robust as a company, like creating processes that allow for that, do you think that will be a catalyst for future growth? I would say so, yeah. I mean, uh, we are growing, you know, like I said, been doubling every year that we've been in business. And uh, I'm still trying to learn. You know, I'm not a businessman. I didn't go to school for business and understand it. So, I mean, my business still relies on a, sh- a firm handshake. That's just how I was born and raised. So, uh, now I'm trying to mentor and teach others like this is how we're going to do it guys this is this is what works and you know I'll I'll put my time into anybody to educate them to make them better that's awesome well tell me about what's next I'm curious what's the future look like for you and for your business and Fox Alarm Grills uh, I would say that the future is you know you got to look at it in 5 10 15 years you know and in 5 years yeah this could be a full time job for me then and you know I'm not sure if I'm ready for that you know because i'm still a little hesitant because i do i enjoy surveying that's what i that's where my (laughs) like love is yeah and uh but i mean i also don't get me wrong i also enjoy this but in five years yeah i think that we'll be rocking and rolling and we'll be uh expanding even more and like i said I, i would say that's when i'll probably be ready to make some moves and try to get some employees and try to really grow the business then to a full-time gig. That's awesome. Well, Danny, I really appreciate you being on the show. I want to close with any advice you might recommend for any other firefighters or folks that are looking at their 48 hours off shift mm-hmm. thinking, maybe I can do something more with my time. What would you tell those guys? I would say, don't be, don't be afraid of anything. You know, you have the dream, you write it down on paper and you chase it and you go for it and you work your butt off until there's no end in sight. And the hard work that you put into it, that's what's going to make you feel 10 times better inside. And you know, you build yourself a team, you surround yourself with the good people, always say thank you. And, you know, make sure that you give it all that you have. And, uh, you know, don't be scared. Like, yeah, I fell down. I went six, seven months without selling any products. I was, I didn't know what I was doing, but you know, if you put the time in, it'll come to you and and you'll make it the best. Well, that's good, man. I appreciate you being on and, and being able to chat with us. I think for other firefighters on the country, like there is a little bit of that I want to inspire others through the stories that we're telling here to go give it a go. And like, there was a quote in like a 1910 Theodore Roosevelt, 1911 Theodore Roosevelt talked about like, go out and get in the arena. And like, you just, unless you get out and do it and get out and try, like, yeah, you might fail. You might fail a bunch of times, but eventually like you got to actually go try it, like get in the arena and give it a go. And I wrote an article on LinkedIn a long time ago about it, but there's a really interesting, um, like public servants are kind of just poised to be rough and tumble and to like, you know the Chumbawamba song? Like, when I get knocked down, I get back up again? Like, mm-hmm. that's the public service industry. It's like, okay, shit, that didn't work. Get back up and do it again. And yeah. I want to tell the story and inspire people not to be scared to get knocked down and then get back yeah. up again. It's you like, got to dive right in. and Get like, in the arena. Like I said, you know, I'm 100 mile an hour on anything that I do, and I was full throttled for it. And, yeah, when, them, when that throttle got pulled to zero, that just, like, my chains were ready to break because I want to get back into 100. <laughs> and so you find your ways. It's crazy how it happens, but, you know, you find your ways when – things are rough you find your ways how to make it better and you know i'm a problem solver that's what i like to do i like to solve the problem so we'll uh we'll do it 
That's fantastic. Well, thank you, Danny. I really appreciate you yeah, being on you the guys. show. And uh, yeah. we'll look forward to following you on social and watching your business continue to grow. Well, that's it. That's awesome. all it is. Thank you guys again. For sure. All right.